Let's Discuss is supported by Mom and Bras. With a wide range of bras and bralettes available for chest feeding and pumping, Mom and Deck combines the functionality you need with style and comfort. My favorite is the Do Anything Bra, the perfect bra that supports chest feeding and pumping in one truly lovely and comfortable bra. Visit us.momanda.cc backslash let's discuss and use code let's discuss for 10% off your entire order of $40 or more. Your mental health is your dopest self, but you don't have to tend to it by yourself. Get a tribe, get inspired, and you'll get ahead. Get someone to talk to, don't keep it bottled in. You're beautifully human, you should remember this. So it's okay for you to feel emotions. At times we all need to clear our heads. And when you do, just holler at Therapy by Meg. Welcome back to another week of Let's Discuss with Meg Duke, where we discuss some things perinatal and all things mental health. This week, I have Caitlin Murray with me. From Big Time Adulting, you've seen her on the TikToks, you've seen her on Instagram. She hosts Big Time Adulting Podcast, and everybody, give a welcome. Hello, hello. Hi, oh my gosh. Thanks so much for having me. The TikTok, I love it. The TikTok. I know. I'm so, I, we, we were just talking off off air about how I'm such a fuddy-duddy about certain things, and like, yeah, I'm like, I found it on the TikToks. It's good. No. <laughs> the TikTok is is very much an anomaly to me still at this point. I, I go on and I, I creep on it, but I'm still trying to figure out like what the heck it is. Yeah, I definitely, my husband has sent me a lot of recipes on it. So I find it very useful for that. Number of good recipes have come from that for us. Yes. <laughs> I, like that. I like that element of it as well. Yeah. And it's interesting. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent. Are you familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race at all? No. Is it a no. show? Okay, we're not going to go off on too much of a tangent, but I will be talking to you about it afterward. But yes, it's a show. It's a drag queen competition. And RuPaul, Charles, is the host. And it's just interesting because, you know, it started, this is its 15th season. So obviously 15 years ago, the landscape of social media and certainly um, drag was so much different. And um, But anyway, it's just interesting because this new season, they have a bunch of TikTok drag queens. And so the queens who perform like live and in person versus the ones who record things it's like kind of like us versus them and um and I'm like well I'm definitely on the the older side I mean I'm I'm a an Oregon Trail millennial so (laughs) (laughs) but I wouldn't mind checking out the TikTok drag queens uh yes oh we I will we will talk after I this is not (laughs) a RuPaul's Drag Race recap watch but I yes absolutely so go on go on I will definitely, I will definitely send you some of those, but yeah. So anyway, well, I always like to start my conversations with people by asking how we know each other. And when I creep into some of these DMs, I, I answer the question for them. So they don't have to be like, I don't know you, but yes, absolutely. So I obviously followed you for a while and um, you were kind enough to say yes to be on the show. Yeah, it's really flattered to to be here and to be asked. I love doing podcasts, interviews, um, and just going over like different topics with different people. It's what I love. Chit chat. Me too. I, this is one of my favorite things. I mean, obviously I'm a therapist for a living too. So talking really does give me a, a nice outlet for my energy. Yeah. How did you decide to get into podcasting yourself? Um, You know, I think I just like wanted to explore another medium of like a platform basically. Um, I started off on Instagram and just wanted to expand other ways to um, not just like 
reach people, but to reach people and dive deeper into more topics and just explore new ways of spreading messages. Like, you know, it's, it's nicer to be able to cover a little bit more than you can kind of tuck neatly into a reel or even like an Instagram story or something. So, and sometimes I feel guilty, like taking up too much, like wind on Instagram and I'm like, you know what, I'll just, I should do a podcast so I can really talk about this instead of consuming minutes and minutes and minutes of a story talking about it or whatever. Yes. Yeah. It is interesting the way we consume information. Like when you go on Instagram, you don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time, but when you obviously sit under a podcast, you're expecting 30, 45, 60, depending on the show minutes of, so yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of thinking about that too. Yeah. Wow. I love one of my favorite things about yours is that it says, get yourself a snack and have a great day. Mm Mm-hmm. That is, I, I believe that hanger is a real emotion. I think Ooh. my 18-month-old daughter is kind of the human embodiment of that. Like, I thought I had bad hanger. This girl can put me a run for my money. <laughs> so true. I actually, I notice it big time with my three-year-old, my youngest. And then I start feeling really guilty when I notice him getting hangry. I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't fed him in a little while. He's hungry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, 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 yes, I will give you food. Okay, yes. Yeah, snacks can't snacks can't solve everything, but they can solve a lot. Yes, absolutely. Well, we talk about that. Like, um, I, I'm also a licensed chemical dependency counselor. And we talk about hungry, angry, lonely, tired, uh, halt. Like, before you have a reaction, obviously the goal would be a response to something. Would be like, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Are you tired? Can you actually do something with one of those things before you dive into whatever the trigger might have been for something? And again, for me, I can't say it. And a hunger is often the first one for me where I'm like, mm, when was the last time I ate something? I need to eat something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And you're right for the kids too, especially, man, my kids get so distracted by playing sometimes where it's like, they won't come to me and say they're hungry. I have to be the one who's like, excuse me, it's lunchtime. Can we take a pause? Yeah, which is crazy because like I can never I I'm not one of those people who ever just like forgets to eat. No. No. Like it's always on if I'm not eating currently I'm wondering what I'm eating next, basically. So that is that is the best way to describe yes, gener- genuinely that is me as well. Like I, I have a I've talked about it on my show before. I have a diagnosed um binge eating disorder. And so yes, oh. so for me it even kind of swings the opposite way of like have I been eating too much? And what emotions am I trying to dampen as a result of that? Yeah, yeah. didn't mean to trigger anything there for you. Like, oh no, no, no! I brought up snacking. We're good. Uh, it's a very, uh, it's a very safe space. But yes, absolutely. That is that was the way you described it. Though I'm like, yeah, that's that's me. That's me in a nutshell. Like, I just ate. When do I get to eat next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love some of yours about people giving advice. Um, and you were talking about how you like want to karate chop somebody. <laughs> that speaking of being triggered that is a big one for me how do you navigate kind of the advice that you get or the the unsolicited advice and uh how does that go for you in a healthier way besides karate chopping is it healthy I don't know sarcasm works a lot for me um you know I actually I would say most of the people in my real life situation are, are pretty good about like not being you know, toxic in those ways or whatever. But um, I get a lot of it from online, like from 
people on the internet, mm-hmm. um, which kind of goes with the territory of having, you know, an open page where people can follow and comment as they like, and that's fine. But it's also fun to make jokes about it. So, yes. um, you know, some of those things that like you might hear people saying on a comment section that like might immediately make your blood boil a little bit or whatever. I'm like, what, you know, who cares who is this person right and then actually um a lot of those comments end up inspiring like content for me so I think the internet trolls out there yes absolutely that's a I mean that's a good point I was going to ask you how you come up with some of your content yeah um you know it's just the children do a great job of providing it spontaneously throughout the day just little tidbits Um, like I just, right before we got on here, hit post on a reel about how toddlers basically treat everybody like shit. And, um, yes, that has been inspired by my week. Like my toddler has been being such a little asshole. I don't know if this podcast is explicit or not, but you're going to have to mark it explicit now. After this, It depends on the guest. I put a little E on some of them and some of them we breeze through. And this is a very safe space for all of your fucks. Come on. Okay. Bring okay. <laughs> um, I should have asked beforehand. I didn't mean to be rude, but anyway, um, like that, that's the kind of stuff that happens or like something that'll happen with one of my kids. And I tend not to like name them or, Every if I'm talking about a toddler, everyone knows that it's my youngest because I don't have any other toddlers right now. But, um, you know, he doesn't know his way out of a wet paper bag. Really, <laughs> he doesn't understand yet. Um, but anyway, yeah, like so, it's from real life stuff that I that I kind of draw from for content. Just yes. sort of trying to find the humor in the things that would normally drive us crazy, you know, or that do drive us crazy. I think finding humor in general, you know, in my, if you were to look at my, um, my practice website, I talk about like, I'm working along people with a sense of humor, because I just think, in general, when we take things so seriously, it just becomes too, too much to really find our way through certain things. And what I really love about your page is that it almost I feel like, I feel like it gives me even more permission. And I'm not the kind of person who seeks a lot of permission. I try to live authentically and live out loud and all of those other, you know, cliches, but it just really does like, oh, you just called your three-year-old an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me too. And that's and like, we're all joking about it. We're all having a kiki because at the end of the day, like they can be so mean sometimes. They really can be little toxic little assholes, but um, it's just funny because they're like also just people, you know, like kids are people too. Um, And so we all have our ups and downs and like good days and bad days. And Mm -hmm. I tend to go through like massive swings of like phases with each one of my kids. Like sometimes like one of them is just on like a three week cycle of, either like driving me crazy, like everything they're doing is driving me crazy and they're in like a weird funk or something, or they're just being like awesome for a yes. little while. You know, like yes. and they, they tend to sort of swap roles in that, like whoever's being one thing, the other one's being another. But, yes. And that's tough when you have, cause you have three kids. So yeah. having, they kind of, you don't really get that sweet spot of like, maybe it's like one week where they all align in good space. <laughs> this is like always good he's just like never you know he's always kind of on and and I almost worry about that he's like 
too concerned with being on good behavior and doing the right thing and stuff. Um, but yeah, my middle and my youngest are truly like more primal creatures and, you know, wear their hearts on their sleeve more and you, you know, what the emotion that they're showing is how they're feeling. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My, um, my 18 month old, my, she's, um, got a tooth coming in over the weekend. So she was very snotty and very fussy and very thingy. And I was talking about it with a girlfriend and I was like, Oh, it's so much. Sometimes she just wants to like crawl back inside my uterus. And like, I love that. I love a snuggle. And sometimes like, could you please go sit with your dad for a minute? And um, my yeah. girlfriend was like, yeah, you know, but like think about how awful you feel when you're feeling sick. And at least we have a way to either like numb it with some comfort food or you know, do something for ourselves. But like, a year and a half old, you can't even really talk much yet. So be like, I don't feel well, leave me alone. Or, right. you know, and so it is, it's, it's helpful for me to be able to make some sarcastic jokes, but also to be able to kind of, like you were talking about kind of putting yourself and, and being like, okay, you know, how are you feeling? What's going on? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, as like, you know, people who think deeply about all of that stuff or whatever, you understand like from a very, on a very basic level that this is what they're experiencing and like they're going through something that's like not easy for them because they can't communicate how they're feeling about it or whatever. They don't understand how, you know, their places in the world around them right now and that kind of thing. But that doesn't make it any easier on you who does understand those things right now. Right. So it's, it does help to just like, or it's, it's also completely natural. I think just to like not feel a hundred percent great about everything all the time. So, yes. Yeah. I think it's helpful to have that perspective and also, yeah, it's, it's still so hard and it's so tough. And it's interesting too, you, as something you said made me think like, it's also something to wreck Like it kind of blows my mind still, even though I've got two kids and also duh, but like it's certain things that they're experiencing. They're literally experiencing for the first time ever. And something yeah. that might seem feel so commonplace to us. Like, okay, you're sick, get over it. Like you got to push through, you got to do whatever. And it's like, no, they've never felt this thing that's happening to, and it's like, okay, well, new things can be scary and tough. Yeah. It's a lot what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also it's good that we can all make our jokes about it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, And so I was going to ask you too, about kind of just in general, how you've found obviously besides the unwarranted and sometimes laughable advice, just generally how you felt about being on social media and um, being a mom on social media, being a personality, like how has that been going for you generally? Um, it's honestly great. Like 99.9% of the people who are following or commenting are being positive and um, supportive of like the messaging and they're enjoying it. And I get a lot of like a huge sense of fulfillment from that, from like having not only like helping validate what other moms are feeling, but validating myself in that process. Like it's been an overall very validating experience, I would say, because you make yourself really vulnerable going on social media and putting it out there for anyone to see. And particularly people that know you already, 
Like it's easier when it's strangers, I would say, but like when you're doing that with people who actually know who you are um, and they're making, like, maybe they haven't seen this side of you before. Maybe it's like your mom's friend, you know, Uh or whatever. Um, But so you just, but I think if you feel like you have something real to say and like, or a way that you want to say something that you should do it, you know, and and I do think also that, so that's like one side of the equation for it, like just how it's affected me or how I feel about all of it. But then I also think like to the future with my children, like, cause they are getting older. My son is nine, my daughter is seven. And so they're starting to have an awareness about the fact that I'm on Instagram or maybe we'll be walking down the street and somebody will stop me and say, Hey, I follow you or whatever. And, um, and what they even understand about what social media is right now, which isn't a lot, they're not on it. Um, But, you know, I have to be conscious of how that may or may not affect my relationship with them going forward. And it's something that I think about a lot. And um, I hope that they, I try to be like an open book with them in like an age appropriate way about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So I, I just like hope that they, respect it and I know that they think that I'm funny in real life at home and stuff so I'm pretty real with them about what it is and what I do and say and um you know we'll see what happens but I also feel like I'm trying to achieve some some personal goals through this page that I've started and sort of this like brand that I'm building around a community of moms and it's also important for me to kind of like follow my own personal goals. Yes. I, I I love that. I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, I think also to your children as they grow and understand more and are able to really internalize what's going on. It's like, Hey, look, if you all decide you want to have kids in the future, I'm, I'm giving you permission as your mother to say like, they don't, your whole life doesn't have to be about them. You can have your own goals. You can make jokes. You can call your kids assholes and that's okay. And that doesn't mean you love, I love you any less and you won't love them any less if that's where you decide to go. But it's just, I think it's just a more realistic picture. I think we're, I think we're really all working to move away from that Pinterest mom and God bless Pinterest. I, I feel bad that they've gotten the moniker, like they do good work, but like the Pinterest mom air quotes uh, of it all, that perfectionism that we strive to achieve and feeling more comfortable in reaching out and putting our hand up and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm not okay. Or this doesn't make sense to me, or I need help. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing that a lot of these communities are, are starting to establish. Yeah, just like the ability to make yourself vulnerable in a public space, you know, and show that there's, um, you know, a really cool aspect of that and that being cool isn't all, all about like looking perfect or wearing the perfect thing or, you know, saying the trendy thing or making the trendy video, you know, like you can be yourself and carve your own path. And um, that's part of it. That's part of it, too. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that too. Carving your own path. Very important for sure. Um, yeah, that's, and how, how have you found about like asking for support, looking for a venting space an empathetic ear? How has that been for you? Where, where have you found your most success in that? Cause that's a big thing that I think a lot of people are experiencing the, at least, uh, like, well, at least your kids, blah, blah, blah. I, I really wish people would get rid of, 
at least at, as a, a part of our vocabulary, because that's basically telling somebody to calm down, right? Like, well, calm down, at least it could be worse. Or like, for me, I work with a lot of people. I have my own experience with fertility struggles. Um, I work with a lot of people with fertility struggles. And they're like, well, you should be grateful that you even have kids. And it's like, oh, so I'm just supposed to be 100% happy and grateful 100% of the time. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Boogie Board, makers of award-winning reusable writing and creativity products. Say goodbye to messy whiteboards and expensive computer tablets with these super affordable alternatives, perfect for group or individual activities and exercises, including communication for nonverbal individuals and honing fine motor skills related to writing. Best of all, there is no charging necessary, no special pins or markers, and they're easy to store. I love my smart notebook for taking notes in the office so I can write down echo words during sessions with clients, then zoop, delete it all with a tap for full HIPAA compliance. Boogie Board has extended me an additional 5% off with my code Let's Discuss, which will apply to on top of their current 20% off sale on their smart notebooks for a total of 25% off. Best of all, this code will also get you 5% off everything else on the site. Check out all they have to offer and make your practice the best it can be at myboogieboard.com. Let's Discuss is supported by Daily Harvest. It's easy to make fruits and vegetables part of your daily routine with Daily Harvest. Delicious, chef-crafted foods delivered to your door and ready in minutes. I'm a busy mama who, admittedly, doesn't always make getting my daily veggies a priority, so Daily Harvest has taken a lot of that work off my plate. Organic, nourishing, clean foods with no artificial anything, ready to go in minutes, it's really a no-brainer. Use code Let's Discuss at checkout for $40 off your first box. Yeah, um, well, for me, I would say in terms of like a person that I lean on or people that I lean on, my mom has always been that like a my number one probably go-to person to call when I need to vent or or if I'm worried about something um, or I want to bounce something off of them, uh, of someone. And she's a fantastic listener. And so, um, you know, I think that's one of the things like that when we're talking about like wanting to vent about our kids or any of that stuff, so much of it is just like in going back to what you were asking about before about unsolicited advice and stuff people are sometimes genuinely trying to help by offering advice, but what, yes. what a lot of people want is just like an ear, you know, like an empathetic ear mm-hmm. and um, somebody to say, you're, I, you're right. Like to feel that way or like, that makes sense why you would feel it that way. I'm sorry that like you're going through this. I love mm-hmm. you. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> or, you know, maybe you do want some advice sometimes and that's fine too. Like if you need somebody to ask somebody for some help or whatever. I also have a really great group of mom friends that I definitely um, rely on heavily and who I feel I have like a wonderfully authentic, real relationship with and we're not competitive. We're not petty. It's just good friendship. Oh, that's really lovely. Yeah. That validation is so, it's just so, so necessary. Sometimes it's even just like my kids won't, my current struggle, if you don't mind me sharing, my kids will not behave at restaurants. They just, my daughter was born in the pandemic. My my son was seven months old when it started. We moved to Kansas City in March of 2020. So we don't know anybody here. So we don't go, we don't do. And so when we do now do things, it's like, 
all these other people have their children just sitting nicely and eating their meals. And my kids want to get up and run around. And I love my children's wild and curious personalities. Mm -hmm. And also sometimes it would be nice to be able to go out and not feel judged by other people. (laughs) I I mean, I totally, I think that like anytime where I feel the same way, anytime you go out in public with your kids, Mm -hmm. I, I automatically feel defensive. Like people are like looking and judging and I don't know what that is like, because I know my kids are good kids and I love Mm -hmm. them and who else, like, why would I give a shit what some stranger thinks really? Uh Mm -hmm. Um, They don't know me from a hole in the wall. And I've gotten better about that since I've gotten older and like my kids have aged more and stuff. I think like I've just become more confident in myself as a mom, maybe that way, but I still do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but how old are your kids? One and a half and almost three and a half. Yeah. So like, I don't re- honestly really know very many one and a half and three-year-old kids who don't act like assholes out at a restaurant. So oh, see, and this is the validation that I need, right? Like, oh, okay. So it's not just me. Cause I, I have some friends whose kids are just like chilling and like, oh, I'll get right. around a little bit. I'll come back and I'm like, Ah. <laughs> well, there's been like a period of time I feel like almost all of last year but between ages like two or two and three with my little guy like we didn't, wouldn't even really bother going to a restaurant with him because it would just be such a pain in the ass mm-hmm. like I don't feel like getting up 700 times to like walk around the restaurant with you to look at shit so that you can sit down when the food comes or whatever you know it's like why well, you can do this at home Yes. Yeah. And honestly, and we get these lofty aspirations of like, we're going to go out and we're going to try this new restaurant. It's supposed to be really fun and just delicious. And then it's like, we'll be sitting there and be like, are you having a good time? No. You having a good time? Absolutely not. This is nightmare. We're not doing this again. And we wait for months again to, to but it's nice to have that validation from other parents, especially parents who have kids who are older be like, oh no, my kid never did that. My kid wouldn't sit still. You're not a bad mom. And it's like, like, you know, you're not a bad mom, but also... I'm also not afraid to throw a screen in front of my children at a restaurant so that I can sit there and like sip my glass of wine and have one conversation with my husband, you know, like instead of us like being circus directors, like, you know, genuinely, genuinely feels like that sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think that's, what's so nice about it is just having that validation and being able to like understand that perfectionism is you know it's a source of shame and or as as a result of shame I guess I should say and you know we can't expect to be perfect parents but being able to get that validation from other people can just be so nice which is again I keep coming back to why I love your um Instagram feed so much because I'd be like yes yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah um so I remember um not too long ago you did a, a post about um, cutting back your toddler's school hours to keep him at home with you. And I was just would love to kind of hear more about the thoughts that went into that and the consideration and kind of the, the motivation oh, behind it. God. Well, I can tell you that with every inch of my soul, I can't wait until he is full time in school, to be honest. Like it will be a wonderful day for me when I send that kid off to a full day of school. And because there's so much that like, you only have so I mean, maybe other people have more gas in their tank and stuff like that, but I don't know, like there's only so much gas I have in my tank to entertain um, 
a small child for the entire day. Right. But mm. this is my last kid and it's kind of the last year where I could have him and he still goes to school every morning. So yeah. it's not like he's never there. It's just, he was supposed to go some full days and I pulled back on the full days. Cause I was like, you know what? I can, I, I want this like last, I want to really make sure that I'm fucking done with this one. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, and I will be like, I, I know I'll be like, happier. Um, I will be more organized and I will probably be a better mom in the times that I'm like with all of my kids when I have that extra space from him. But for now it's just, he's only, he's only three and a half, like he's going to be four this year. So, um, in May and he's still pretty little. So it's not like you know, I decided to homeschool him at kindergarten, but I was going to kind of focus a little bit more on some of the stuff that I'm doing more writing and that kind of thing. And, um, basically my choice was just to say, I'll I'll table that a little bit more for like this last year. Yeah. Uh, Sort of see through this role of, stay-at-home mom that I kind of committed myself to mm-hmm. and just um, just see it through. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. And, um, you know, I spent like the whole afternoon with um, Lukey today. I have a babysitter right now, though. Um, I've got to do some pickups and drop-offs later. And it's easier not to have to cart everyone around while you're yes. doing that. So, um it's not like I never have breaks. It's just, um, we spend a little more time together than we I had originally planned for this year and by choice. So yeah. it's, it's, it's great. You know what? It's, um, it's time that you don't get back. So. Yeah. And that's really, lovely. Also, if you don't do that also fucking wonderful for you, like yes. just also be very, happy with that decision too because it's not it's not a walk in the park it's more like I'm I'm honestly like kind of white knuckling it so yeah and I think that's a nice thing some people really some people just really are just meant for motherhood they're just they have babies and they don't want to work outside the home they just want to be around babies and children all day long and I'm like no thank you Yeah. It's boring. And like, it's not necessarily like, I don't even like to think of it like that. Like you're not meant for motherhood or I'm not meant for motherhood in that way. But this phase particularly of motherhood, like I think that like my skill set lends itself better to an older child. Um, I don't like very play. I don't like, um, I'm not, I'm not particularly patient and like it takes an insane amount of patience to deal with babies and toddlers. Um, I like to be on the go a little bit more. I like to be moving and nap times, meal schedules, all of that really inhibit those things. Like um, I don't want to sit around and be like a house prisoner, like all day. I find, I feel really trapped in those situations. Yeah. Now with my nine and seven year old, it's like this, amazing amazing time of life that I'm starting to experience with them Mm. like just to enjoy activities alongside of each other 
instead of just being the facilitator of everything all the time, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. My son started his second season of soccer this past weekend and he was he was real hit and miss in the last season but his last game he was in it he was playing he was so excited he got a medal at the end he got to hug the big puma mascot like very not like puma the company but i don't know anyway johnson county puma kickers whatever i don't know he was so excited so i was like great we're gonna do it again because he ended on such a high note he sat in my lap for 45 minutes i'm scared i don't want to and of course you know i i congratulated him on being so brave as to let me know that he was scared and da, da, da. but like yeah I'm really looking forward to the time where they're like a seven-year-old hopefully would be like I would like to participate in the swim team and like they can go and be on the swim team and I will sit and watch them swim and like yeah. I would have to be like okay please please go play will you go will you go do that like I yeah. totally what you're saying yeah like I I I extract an incredible amount of joy from watching my kids do activities independently. Like, it's not like I don't want to be there. I don't, it's not like I don't want to be with them. I love being there watching them do that stuff. I just also love not having to be like the the coach, the caretaker all the time. Like I love their independence. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta admit, I, now that you've said that, I I derive a great deal of joy even when my year and a half old is like, like, oh, she's just sitting and playing, like, yeah, that isn't that beautiful. All by yourself, good for you. You play with that puzzle or whatever it is. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that I like that too. That's a good way of looking at it because I always kind of thought about like I'm not me- like motherhood material, but like, it's just not my strong suit in certain ages, but then there are other things that can be things to look forward to. And maybe my strong suit might come in. Another one. I read, I read a quote about that today, a post about like, I'm not the mom who plays fairy tale. I'm not going to chase you like a monster, but I will do these things and feel really strong about that. And it's like, yeah, we, we all have our, we all have our strengths where they, where they may be. Yeah, totally. I mean, some people have a really hard time, like, breaking down walls and starting real conversations or getting, you know, um, deeper into uncomfortable topics that kids bring up all the time. And I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Let's talk about that shit. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. Pull up a seat, kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, uh, like you know, one day be saying hindsight's 2020 on all of this, but I think that I, I feel like I'm coming into my own much more as a mother now that my kids are getting a little bit more mature and independent. I know there's probably a lot of hard stuff ahead, but. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, sure. Sure. Um, You know, it's like you rise to the occasion, you rise to the challenge. So yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too, is that stressor of like, I I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I love the idea of both of my kids being in public school so I can save $2,500 a month and get my PhD and have, you know, them be taken care of and be learning. And also too, that, yeah, there's just all of those little firsts that keep slipping by. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it's just, it's just the beautiful pain of being a parent in general. It, it all, everything sucks. 
<laughs> no, not everything, but like everything's like also the best at the same time. But exactly yeah. right. It's like you're so excited to, for these things to happen. But like I remember when my daughter started walking for the first time, and I was so excited because she was so proud of herself. And then I was like, I'm never gonna have a baby's first step again. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and also now I have to like shadow her every move for the next year so that she doesn't like fall down the stairs or yes when yeah. we took away we had we have two sets of stairs and we had a baby gate at the top and bottom of each and we took away two of those baby gates I felt a physical freedom in my own home of like yeah. oh, I can I can freely function we still have them on certain parts of it but yeah like yeah yeah it's a so, big big deal there um and then there's one post oh my gosh it's been so long um for those who are listening we were supposed to meet back in november i got the flu i woke up that morning and was like i have the flu (laughs) so you were kind enough to reschedule but it was still a while back it was back from june that you did a post where you talked about the um the rage unique to motherhood and i was like yeah again like that physical response to certain things were like you can't have a conversation with somebody. You don't get to finish a warm meal. People aren't listening. Um, I have to pee, but you have to pee. So you're going to pee and I'm going to have to hold it. Like just all of those things that happen and like the physical anger response that comes from that. I was like, yes, I feel so seen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a definite real thing that I don't think is something that you people realize at all that's going to come as a secondary feeling to becoming a mother, right. Or becoming a parent. Um, But it's that constantly putting your needs to the side for somebody else and also not getting anything back in return. Most of the time when your kids are really little too. Um, So some, and and just the the absolute fucking backbreaking frustration of the little everyday today happenings, like trying to get a toddler out the door. Like it is the bane of my existence basically every day when I have to get my toddler up to go pick up my big kids at school. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Oh my God, you make this so painful every day. You don't want to choose on you. And it's just how much patience can you have every single day, right? Like maybe someday is actually also a bad day on top of the normal like bullshit that you're dealing with, with toddler. And you just feel like you're going to absolutely lose it. Right. But you feel guilty at the same time because there are these innocent, like little creatures that, um, you don't know any better, even though it does sometimes seem like they know exactly what they're fucking. It very much feels like they know what's happening sometimes. They yeah. even have faces sometimes where they're like, you know, I know I'm not supposed to be over here. I see right. Yeah, testing, testing, testing all the time. Yes. But um, yeah, it's just, it's like totally normal to get like that super angry feeling, I think, ragey because it's fucking crazy town. It's bonkers raising little kids. Little kids are insane. Yes. <laughs> toddlers are crazy like it's yes. just it's a fact yes they're like I heard a quote way before I had children and I was like that probably I think I was in college even there's like toddlers are like mini drunk humans and I'm like that yes. probably sounds about right <laughs> yeah scream at you in the middle of the night throwing food yes mad at you for no reason yes no reason. yeah 
Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Well, I really, I just appreciate everything. Like I said, I think this validation is what I hope people come to my page for, to listen to the show for, to feel encouraged and motivated in whatever ways they can feel. And I'd love to have you on so that you can share that. Cause I honestly, even I am like, yes, let's go. Let's go to <laughs> mom today. So, <laughs> so I really appreciate you taking the time to come and chat. And again, thank you for all of the stuff that you've put out there for everybody. Where can everybody find you? Oh, um, yes, I am mostly on Instagram. Um, big time adulting is my handle, all one word. And, uh, I am on TikTok, but it's really just a repeat of my Instagram stuff. So, um, if you're only on TikTok, you can find me there too. Same handle. Mm -hmm. My podcast is called big time adulting. So I just, I didn't branch too far away from that. Well, that's good. I'm sure marketing and branding people would appreciate the ease of access to finding you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again so much. Everyone, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with Caitlin and me today. Be curious, not judgmental. Goodbye. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Let's Discuss with Meg Duke. I'd love for you to write a review of my podcast on your app. And don't forget to subscribe so you get a notification when new content is posted. Take a moment to leave a rating too. You can follow me at Therapy by Meg on Instagram and find Meg Duke LCSW on Facebook. You can also look for Let's Discuss content by searching the hashtag Let's Discuss with Meg. Let's Discuss with Meg Duke is executive produced by David Presley and produced by Meg Duke. Our theme song was written and performed by Antoine McDuffie.